Hi everyone and welcome to Philosophy Rekindled with our focus book, the 1920 published version of Tertium Organum by P.D. Spensky. Today we are discussing chapter 21. This is part 5. You will find the audio version of this chapter as an additional audio to this podcast and you'll also find additional information on our website philosophyrekindled.com. Today my guest is Peter Lancet, hypnotherapist, author and classic scholar. And I'm Alice Flanagan, fiction author, computer programmer and podcaster. Thanks so much for joining us and welcome Pete. Well Pete, this is going to be the final podcast of Chapter 21 and we've saved the best to last. I'm so looking forward to going through the, what did you call them last I called them. Podcast? I called them the beastly beatitudes of P.D. Spensky because they, they, because <laughs> it's, this, it. it's this list of things. This is like blessed are the, the meek or whatever, uh, except that they're not and P.D. Uspensky has created this list. In your original version, I believe you said that you, there are only 10. He's added two. Only 10. He's added two, and so we've got 12 to go through. And obviously, I will have to take us through the final two because they're not even in your book. <laughs> so, so let's get on with it. <laughs> yeah, great. Let's get, let's get into number one. Okay, so... His first uh, point is every thought expressed about them will be false. So uh, when we're looking at the world of causes, everything we think about them will be wrong. That's mm-hmm. a pretty a, a, a pretty interesting um, place to start, isn't it? That I'm going to tell you about it, but everything that's expressed is going to be false because it's very nature of, of uh, yeah. What well, uh, did he just say? Everything. Every thought expressed about them in our ordinary language, yeah, will will be false. And we've yeah. we've just we've just spent ages and ages and ages going through the way that it, why it is with examples of how the language can't cope with any of it. So whatever we say is false. A is not A is false because there can't be an A and a not A, and in fact there can't even be an A. Because mm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's anyway, yeah, we've, we've like been that. there, so yeah, we're not, like not going yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna go back to it. It is impossible to speak about it only conditionally by hints, by symbols. Yep. Uh, and if one interprets literally anything said about it, nothing but absurdity results. A equals not A. Yes, A you is don't have A to go and a part of A. That, yeah. Yeah, it's generally speaking, everything said in words regarding the world of causes is likely to seem absurd and is in reality its mutilation. Yeah. I love that. It's mutilation. Well. It just says it all. You just, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's mangled. And, uh, but everyone must discover the truth for himself. And this is what you've been saying. This is what it's been, all been along. saying. It's, it's an experience. You can't read it in a book. You can read of it in a book. You can't yeah. read. It in a book. And get ready for the next sentence, which I hope you Oh, I got. love it. Yes. Another's truth is worse than a lie because it is two lies. I yes. love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's double the lie because yeah. – and, and it's so – it rings so true. Yeah. Uh, another's – yeah, another's truth is worse than a lie because it is two lies. Um, that's why that's why other other people's opinions are worthless. You know, we we live yeah. in a society now which which we are being groomed to to think well, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I would suggest this to explain um partially explain this. Um 
If I had critical medical problem involving my heart, I wouldn't go knock on the door of my next door neighbour and ask him what I should do about it, but I would happily take the opinion of a heart specialist at the local hospital. You see, because I believe, rightly or wrongly, that the heart specialist at the hospital is going to have a better idea of what would be right for me to do than my next door neighbour who actually works as an engineer making parts for gearboxes for Formula One cars. So, yeah, um, clever though my neighbour may be, and skilled at engineering though he is, um, I believe that the heart surgeon has probably got a better shot at, at sorting out my problem with my heart. So people's opinions aren't equal. You see, we've gone somehow secretly from this idea that everybody's entitled to their opinion to somehow having the idea that all opinions are equally valid. Where the fuck we get that from, as I've just um, explained, I do not know. But again, if I were building a an aeroplane just to fly in for my recreational purposes, I would like to have one that was designed by an aeronautical engineer rather than a soap manufacturer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, the people, why do we, why, where did we actually go to get to this place where everybody's opinion is equally valid? Which well, just his opinion. I'm allowed to express my opinion. Yes, you are. And it makes you look like a fucking mutt. But feel free to express it anyway. We, we stopped saying that last bit and we should go back to saying it. All opinions are not equal. And this, is this I think, is expressed beautifully. Another's truth is worse than a lie because it is two lies. I love that sentence. Mm, it can I love be it too. It, yeah, and, and just going back to the narrow focus that the, the sentence was meant to, to cover, it is because your opinion of how to express <laughs> the reality, even if you've experienced it, won't be the same as mine. So yeah, basically, exactly right. you know, and there's also two lies from the point of view that you say it and I hear it. That makes it two lies. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, you, you can only be, he's saying that you can only be hinted at anyway. So yeah. if you had an experience and someone else had an experience, you might be able to hint at, well, I kind of had something like, but it, it, it will be clumsy. And they'll yeah. say, oh, I had something like, but it's it, neither of you will actually be able to nail what yeah. the and, there, and therefore, was. what you're actually saying is, de facto, a lie. If it's not mm. the truth, duality tells us it must be Duality lie. tells us, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> oh, stop. It's, 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 I know. it's let's, getting let's crazy. Let's move on. Yeah. So the next bit is where we'll, 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 Aspensky does hand down his 12 tablets from the mount. That's it. He's come down from the mount. He is Zarathustra coming down from the mountain. Yes, and uh, I I just want to look at each one of these in detail because I, I do too. This this is where he's really tying it all up uh, thus far. So uh, let me know if yours are different because we do know there's been some edits happening between our versions. So I'm just going mm -hmm. to give you the first bit. It's talking about uh, the world of noumena and causes. So he says, you know, yeah, yeah. what then are we able to say about the world of many dimensions, about the world of noumena and the world of causes? So these are the hints. These are the things that right. we, we can kind of gather. In that world, time must exist spatially. Yeah, I've got that. And then he, he, when he says temporal events must exist and not happen, what he means by spatially in this sense is that 
it's not something that hasn't existed yet that we go along a line of time and then it happens out of nowhere what he's saying is that what we believe is has not happened yet but but when we get to tomorrow it does happen was there all along it's all it's always been there yeah and what we also claim to be the past that's happened now it's gone forgot forget about it well we shouldn't forget about it because it's still here it will be here forever it's always been there it always will be so this concept of time being a line that we go backwards we could go forwards along you know and potentially we could go backwards if we made a time machine um that's that's a lie it's the only yes. way we can experience the three-dimensional world as he explained much earlier in this book you know this is how we came to, we came to this conclusion but the reality is that what we see as being in the past and now gone actually hasn't gone anywhere it's still exactly where it was and the future which we think we don't know is right here for us to to experience if we could only go into the numinal world and find it it's right there it never goes anywhere there is no time time is an illusion just like three dimensions and duality are an illusion and that's what that's saying we have to ex we have to understand that yeah yeah, uh, he says there cannot be before now after. Moments of different epochs divided by great intervals of time exist simultaneously and may touch one another. Yeah. So, I mean, just pulling out a little piece out of that, that section. I've got, so, I've, got, I've got, no, 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 I've got to say something there, sorry. Um, and may touch each other and may touch one another. They have no choice but to touch one another. There is only one. You see, if they didn't touch one another... That means that we've got something that can be classified as separate. That epoch in time right over there, if it's not touching that epoch of time right over here, then we have a division. Yeah. You see how even here is languages. And now I know that Ospensky understands this. There is, there is no way it has to be clumsy and absurd. Yeah, yeah, exactly so. Because even that touch one another, it's all one. Yeah. <laughs> how about, like how about how about this moments in time anything that's a plural implies more than one yeah he said hint he did say hint <laughs> I, know, I, I know i but but it's so i just find it so interesting to point out that god having gone through all that uspensky's gone through he must he must have laughed I, I swear he must have laughed when he was writing this and thought oh bugger it this is the best i can do <laughs> you imagine sitting there night after night thinking how do i express this and there's loads of balls of paper on the floor when he's ripped it out of his notebook and thrown it away it's like oh bugger it this will just have to do yeah i'll just have to accept it i've said it i've done the best yeah. that i can <laughs> i've put my caveat in yeah Bloody hell. So, yeah, so just to, to sum that up, all along, uh, along with this, all possibilities of a given moment, even those opposite to one another, and all the results up to infinity must be actualized simultaneously with a given moment. Yeah. So that's tablet one. Tablet two, there is nothing measurable by our means, nothing commensurable by our, with our objects, nothing greater or less than our objects. There's nothing on the right or the left side. There's nothing above or below one of our objects because that would imply duality. You would have to have two sides to a coin. There would have to be more than one coin. There'd have to be the coin and something else. So forget it. There's only one thing. 
So we can't, so we can't measure it. We literally cannot measure reality. We can't measure what is the truth. What we can only measure, the lies and illusions of our three-dimensional existence. Yes. I think he says it really well, just as you're saying there, is to, to, to give an example. He says there is nothing similar to our objects, lines or figures. Different points in our space divided for us by enormous distances may meet there. Distance and yep. proximity are there defined by inner affinity or remoteness, by sympathy or antipathy, i.e. by properties which seem to us to be subjective. Okay, here's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> proximity. <laughs> you know where I'm going, don't you? I he's, know, he's, but that's he's, all he's, we can he's, do. He's used opposites. They they might be defined by inner affinity or remoteness. Well, which is it? And if it and if it's only one of them, that means there are two. Oh, stop! I think he should have stopped at there is nothing similar to our objects, yeah, lines, or figures. I do. Full the stop. Sympathy and yeah. antipathy. Well, you know that's a dualist concept. <laughs> yeah, it's just, he should have just stopped with what you see is nothing like it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you got it's nothing like that <laughs> listen and, and here's the funny thing that when you've come this far you can feel what he means what he's trying to say even though he can't express it and we can't now that's what he was talking about this training on the previous page about you if you live in acceptance you'll get that feeling that you know what's meant and what's real and i know exactly what you're talking about i've had that I might add, um, and I can't explain it. No, well, I've, don't I've try. That. Yeah, you can't. You just, you just can't, just know. don't try. You just know, but you can't yep. explain it. That's yep. it, exactly. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because it is, all, yep. yeah, he's, that's very right. So let's go on to number three. Tablet number three. There is neither matter nor motion. There is nothing that could possibly be, and I like this, there is nothing yeah. that could possibly be weighed or photographed or expressed in formulae of physical energy. There is nothing which has form, colour or odour, nothing possessing the properties of physical bodies. He's kind of covering the whole gamut. It's, there's nothing, nothing, nothing. So when we say E equals MC squared, which I'm, I'm going to assume rightly or wrongly, that people will have heard of that uh, mathematical formulaic expression. Um, it's a lie, because, it, because all mathematical formulae are based on measurement. E, energy equals mass times velocity squared. Well, mass times the speed of light squared, basically. So and that's in mathematics. So yeah, yeah, well, bear in, yeah, bear in mind that to have a measurement of energy... You also need um, a unit of measurement, so mass, which is a measurement, which we're saying you can't do, times velocity, the speed of light, which means that what we've done is we've we've um, extrapolated a speed of light which we can't measure. So, so the entire formula, E equals mc squared, is a lie. It may be one of the rules that we can use to help us with our existence in the 3D experience that we're having, yeah, yeah. but it is in effect a lie, is what, what we're told here. Yes, what, what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. Like all these things, I think Spensky, you know, has rightly so mentioned before, it's like measuring shadows. It's like uh, having, having a lot to say about uh, the, the world of shadows and thinking that it's real. Yeah. Are you ready for the next one, though? I am. Tablet 4. 
There is nothing dead or unconscious. Everything lives, everything breathes, thinks, feels, everything is conscious and everything speaks. Now, I'd like to talk about what he means there. Everything speaks, everything feels, everything thinks. Is is he saying that's what consciousness is? I hate that word so much. But yes. Um, Yes, look. If there's only, if the reality is that there's only one thing, then us poking into three dimensions are all the same damn thing. So the idea that you are of some kind of higher evolutionary development than the chair you're sitting on is quite ridiculous. It's absurd. It's nonsense. When you accept that nothing, there is no separation, that there is no duality, there is no little blob of consciousness that makes you human superior to that rock over there that you're looking at while on your walk down the forest. And if you can speak, it can speak. It just doesn't speak your stupidly absurd language. Yeah. People who follow shamanic path live by this tenant. Everything has spirit and the spirit is the same. Every shamanic culture has this as its understanding. So yes, when the shaman says, I I speak to the rocks and the rocks tell me how to go about this bit of business here in this world, you'd be foolish to deny that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And yeah, that that has crystallized it. I understand what he's saying because it's mm. um it's he's 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 been leading up to this, but that sentence then really I think it's as puts, sharp as a tack. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love that one. And it's a really short one, you know, there's no explanation. Yeah. It's literally that sentence and it's dead right. It's like don't even argue with this one. Because, you know, you will get nowhere in yeah, your Yeah, everything endeavors. lives, everything breathes, everything thinks, feels, everything is conscious and everything speaks. It, it wraps well, if up. You th- if you imagine that everything is all one thing, mm. when you hurt your hand, the whole thing is hurt. <laughs> yes, yes. Again, it's just accepting, not trying to analyse yeah. it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it, it just blows your mind. Yeah. So, are we ready for tablet number five? I'm terrified of it, yes. Keep going. <laughs> okay. In that world, the axioms of our mathematics cannot be applied because there is nothing finite. Everything there is infinite and, from our standpoint, variable. Of course. And now, this is a very interesting point. I mean, I, you, it, the easy bit is easy to understand. You know, the... The axioms of our mathematics cannot be applied because there is nothing finite. In other words, you can't see the end of one and the beginning of two. You can't see a table and say, oh, once I go past the end of that table, I'm in, I'm in a region that is no longer table. You can't, there's nothing finite at all. However, everything is in infinite and from our standpoint, variable. That's, that's a cracker. So what would variable mean? Do you think that variable word is really saying how it reflects in different parts of our world? Yeah, how it reflects to us. Yeah, it looks variable. It it looks as though there are differences, you know. And variable, variable doesn't just mean opposites. It can mean things that we, in our language, wouldn't see as opposite. So, for example, uh, if you're traveling in your car at, I don't know, 50 miles an hour, and you put your foot on the right pedal, and suddenly you go to 70 miles an hour, you don't jump from 50 to 70, and 70 is not the opposite of 50. 
but you have gone through a variable change in speed. So variable, do variable doesn't mean opposite. Opposite can be included as a variable, but variable means more than just opposite. So in other Changing. words, vari variable gives us a glimpse of infinity because there are, there are infinite potential varieties of everything, infinite varieties of temperature, speed, motion, um, texture, whatever. There are infinite possibilities looked, from our, looked at from our standpoint. Hmm. It, I, 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 I glimpse that. I don't, I can't say I get it 100%, but I, I, I get it. what he's saying is that this, this concept of infinity is everything, everything is just all at once. It's just yeah, how we it are. Yeah, it is, it is. But from our standpoint, it appears variable. Hmm. So would that be like something aging, like a, a piece of furniture? Yeah, it seems variable. It, yeah, it seems to get older. Yeah, at one point it was yeah. brand new. Now it's rickety and ancient. But in, in the noumenal, it's all of those things all, all yeah, at the same time. Yeah, it's all of those things. Yeah, he, said, he mentioned before that in the, in the noumenal world, in the world of absolute reality, every single possibility exists. Now, that, if we're talking about a wooden chair, let's say, for a wooden chair, the possibility exists that it gets old, that it gets rickety. The other possibility exists that it's considered to be a great work of art and protected, you know, in a museum forever and ever and ever. Another possibility is it catches fire and it's burned to ash within a day. Every single possibility that could ever happen, the infinite possibilities to all of these things that we see as separate things exist simultaneously. And the and the, the chair that has burnt to the ground in a single day still exists in the numeral yeah. world. Well, let's put it this way. The flame, each flame that's part of that burning is there in exactly the same position all the time, forever. It's just phenomenal, isn't it? It's just, I know. Yeah. Because there is no motion either. Motion is a variable, so there cannot be any motion. So the flame cannot the flame the flame can't be moving. Do you know when you haven't seen somebody for a long time, like hundred years or fifty years, say, like people? I don't, I don't, know, I don't, I don't, I don't know the hundred years one because old <laughs> old as I am. <laughs> so say fifty years. The people we went to school with, for example, in my mind, yeah. most of those people who I don't see anymore are still that age. In my That's mind, that's exactly how it is. That's yeah. exactly how it is. You see them as you last saw them, which is why there's always some kind of mystique about um, famous people who die young. John Kennedy, James Dean, probably the single worst actor in the history of acting and thespianism. I mean, <laughs> the worst bar none. If you ever watch the movie called Giant, you will wonder how he ever got a living, let alone bloody fame. He's, he is a shocker, but he's an icon. Marilyn Monroe, Beautiful beyond measure after she'd had the operation on her chin in the 1950s. Absolutely stunning. And that's how we remember it. We don't see, we don't see her getting older. We don't see anything, anything like that. So, you know, and photographs do this for us, don't they? Photographs are the same as your memory in that, in that respect. And film, like, you know, you see a, 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 like I was watching a thing on Princess Diana the other day on TV and it was just like she was, still that person here now well absolutely and you know she'll never be any other princess diana and yet and yet let's take this a stage further in the reality the of the great infinite there is a princess diana that lived to be a hundred years old and because yeah. every single possibility of diana 
exists. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Well, it's just... <laughs> yeah, let's, let, I think we move on from here. <laughs> yes, we're, we're up to tablet number six now. I don't the think laws it gets about, any better. No, no. So, you know, brace yourself. <laughs> Buckle up. Uh, tablet number six, the laws of our logic cannot act there. From the standpoint of our logic, the world is illogical. This is the realm of the laws of which are expressed in tertium organum. Yeah, okay. Well, we do know that. We do, we do understand that logic. You know, we've been through A is not A, or we've been through there is no John and Peter. There are just Johns and Peters. <laughs> Peters. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, those, those are illogical nonsenses. Uh, if you want more illogical nonsenses, then I suggest you read the words, the works of Lewis Carroll. Uh, who, like Uspensky, and I think I've mentioned this before, was a mathematician of high renown. And, you know, his Alice in Wonderland books and others were written to make accessible the absurdities and, and paradoxes of logic that he wanted um, people to explore without without being like faced with ludicrous concoctions on a blackboard and all those squiggly formulae. You know, he, he created these wonderful metaphors and analogies and so on um, to bring out the uh, to bring out logical problems and um, point out absurdities. They're great. I mean, Lewis Carroll, great to read from this point of view. Well, I haven't read it from that point of view, and I want to do that again now because I've read it as a story as a child. Mm. Well, you'll see all the questions that are posed. Yeah, I will now if I read it again. Yeah, it's up and I'm on to that. Tablet number seven. The separateness of our world does not exist there. Everything is the whole. And each particle of dust, without mentioning, of course, every life and every human consciousness, lives a life which is one with the whole and includes the whole within itself. The ocean becomes a part of the drop. So, yeah, we, we do get that. And again, you know, the language, and he knows this, he's given up on it. Uh, he knows he's only expressing it in, in dualities yeah. to express the truth of it. And we won't keep going through it. Mine, by the way, uh, doesn't say every human consciousness. It says every conscious being. I so, like that better. So, so no doubt he is now including simple women, uh, cunning savages and animals. And the four-year-old child. And the four-year-old <laughs> child. I, for, I almost forgot the four-year-old child. <laughs> Yes, but but yeah, no, I, I prefer what he's changed it to because yeah, it is, it's, all, it's, it's yeah. encompassing. It, it's more encompassing, yeah, that's right. It's more inclusive yeah. to use the modern terminology of political correctness. <laughs> and all that good stuff. By the way, yeah. by the way, here's a, here's, a, here's a nice interesting thought on the political correctness of our times. Once you grasp an understanding and have an experience of the truth and reality of the one thing that, that there is um why are we talking about um political correctness in terms of diversity and bringing di we don't there is no diversity what are you on about yeah there's no there is no diversity there's nothing to be diverse it's just one thing you're looking at an illusion you dumbasses so let's and it's not interesting start because yeah. diversity is supposed to to have that concept that we're all the same or whatever it but never it's, does it's though so does it? dualistic you know that, isn't it, it yeah, but worse, I mean, if you go back, I mean, leaving Aspensky aside, it is the most divisive thing that you can possibly do. Do you know something? The world is diverse already. Yeah, it's... You know, if we want to look at the, this this 3D world, no, we didn't need 
we don't need diversity forcing upon us because um, it's already there. If I want to go to find head-hunting cannibals, there, is, there still are some. You know, if I was if I was daft enough to want to try, I could go to Borneo. Hmm. You that's might lose your head. That's as but... Well, yeah, I mean, that's the chance you take when you go looking for head-hunting cannibals, isn't it? <laughs> yes, um, that's right. You know, but the, you know, there, there's plenty of diversity. If I wanted, you know, if I wanted to be surrounded by Indian culture, I'd go to India, wouldn't I? Anyway. Enough. Diversity. Diversity itself uh, is something that we can understand. The, the whole doesn't actually accept diversity. It's just one thing. It's interesting, this. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is the one thing. And in, yes, in that it is diverse and not diverse. And yeah, and now I'm using language. Let's move on to tablet number eight. eight. In that world, the duality of our world cannot exist. There, being is not opposed to non-being. Life is not opposed to death. Yeah, so there's no such thing as life and death. There just is. So what happens when you die? There you go. You understand. You, there is no you. Yeah, it's right. It's like, oh, I can't even explain it. No, you can't. But you don't die. Not in the, not in the sense that we think it here. And we fear yeah. it here. We've been, we've been taught, conditioned and programmed more so over the last 150 years than ever in human history, to fear death, which is how um, scientific medicine and particularly the pharmaceutical industries can become the new high priests of the new science religion by we getting us to fear death. keep you planted on earth. Yeah, yeah. Or, the, or we'll give you the idea that we, we are the only way that you can do that and that that's a desirable thing. People never used to fear death the way that they do now. They never used to look at death. 200 years ago, never in this world, people didn't look at death the way they do now. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, so I'll just read the little bit. It's italicised just to mm. finish that off. Everything subjective is objective and everything objective is subjective. That world is the world of the unity of opposites. Yeah, that's right. Um we don't need to analyse um, what he means by everything subjective is objective. He's just using those words to suggest that there is no subjective and objective. They're the same thing. Yeah. Which, you know, just, just like the things that he's mentioned again, good and evil, truth and falsehood. I'm glad that he keeps putting good and evil in because so many wars and and horrors are imposed upon people in the 3D world on the basis of a groundless, stupid morality that, that labels certain things, actions, thoughts, and deeds, evil, and others good. That's a purely subjective um, yeah. meaning. Uh, anyway, anyway, been through that a million and times. And he does. He, he does yeah. talk about does. Yeah, truth and falsehood. I think, he, I think he uses good and evil, truth and falsehood, very specifically as, as his metaphors and analogies. Yeah, and that has been a theme that he's run through with yeah, uh, well definitely. picked up too, I think, which you've, yeah. you've, um, you have explained that really well. Oh, God, yeah, we've, we've chapters, spoken about so. it a lot. Yeah, so yeah. let's move on to number nine. Tablet number nine. I've only got 10 tablets, by the way. You've got 12. I've got 12, so this will be interesting. So, yes. So what's <laughs> going number up nine? To, my number nine is the sensation of the reality of that world must be accompanied by the sensation of the unreality of this one. At the same time, the difference between real and unreal cannot exist there just as the difference between subjective and objective cannot exist yeah forget that last bit 
um, it's all summed up in the first bit. Um, the sensation of the reality of that world must be accompanied by the sensation of the unreality of this one. You will never experience the truth and reality without, when you come back to this world, without realising that this is all fake. Renouncing the idol of duality. That's, that's the one. It is impossible to experience truth without realising that everything else is false. Which, in fact, is a duality. Okay, let me, let me say, if everybody was telling you that the sky is orange and I told you that the sky was blue, and you one day experienced the sky being blue and, and had this feeling inside, that actually is the truth. You could never then listen to anybody telling you about the orange sky without knowing it to be a lie. Yes. You, you would be, it would be impossible for you to do it at that point. And that's, that's, that's the best way I can put the, what, the point he's making here. Once you've experienced the truth, you cannot um, shut your eyes to the fact that everything else is, is a lie. And I love the fact that he said by the sensation of the unreality of this one. So it's not an intellectual thing. No, 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 no. You've got to experience it as a feeling, you know, as, as, a, as a knowing, as a feeling. So tablet number 10. That world and our world are not two different worlds. See, I, I love that. Mm. We go, oh, well, yeah. you know, we're here in the 3D and then they're there in the 4D and the 5D. It's, it's, the ne the next sentence in mine is, is even better. That which we call our world is merely our incorrect perception of the world. Yeah, boom. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. All, all that we have here that we think is real and true and everything else, the science, the everything, is just an incorrect perception. <laughs> so pe people, people are like grinding their teeth day in day out and doing all the things they do and it's all for no need there's no need for any of it the sense of the wondrous is the key to that world yeah he sums up that that tablet yep. with now you've got two more he's revised it down to 12 i've got 10 so i'm going to leave you to take it away you would like <laughs> me you to got? do number 11 then i will do number 11 i would but everything that can be said about it will not define our relation to that world until we come to understand that even comprehending it, we will not be able to grasp it as a whole, that is, in all its variety of relations, but can think of it only in this or that aspect. In other words, he's saying what we've said all along. We, we end up, when we try to talk or even think about the world of the infinite as being just one, we tend up looking at aspects of it. I mean, even when we were talking about infinite possibilities just now about Princess Diana, I said, well, there is, there is in existence Princess Diana, age 70, age 100. You know, these po every possible thing, you know, that could have happened or been with regards to Princess Diana is there. And what he's saying is, when we talk about the infinite, we, we usually tend to reduce it to one aspect of it or one thing, just like that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't grasp it like that. You have to experience it and then that's it. You'll know it, but you'll never be able to talk about it, as we've said time and time again. You know, we won't be able to grasp it as a whole in all of its variety of relations, but can think of it only in this or that aspect. And that's where we are, because we think in language. We need to live in symbols and feelings before we can get anywhere with, uh, you know, our relationship to, 
reality, truth, the whole. And I have another one. Number 12. Yeah, this is it. 12 and last, but not least. I've written, I underlined this one in my book and I, I wrote, and I wrote in capitals myself, explain. Oh, <laughs> so, so please. let's see what, so let, I'm let's, not let's saying that it. I can, I'm not, hang on, I'm not saying that I can. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Everything that is said about the world of causes refers also to the all. I can explain that. But between our world and the all, there may be many transitions. So let's start with the first bit. Everything that's said about the world of causes refers also to the all, because the world of causes is the all. Yes. Okay, now here's the, here's the funny bit. But between our world and the all, there may be many transitions. Okay, and this is interesting. When you if you think about the all and you think, oh, we're in the third dimension, you need, you know, we need to go to the fourth dimension and there's a fifth dimension, the sixth, you're already nowhere near the all because you're now creating separate things. You have to go through these. So you have to go what you perceive to be these transitions before you hit the all. In, in the Kabbalah, if you look at the tree of life in the Kabbalah, the top sephiroth is called Keter. So Keter, this is the, the world, the, the spiritual world. And then you come down to, uh, you know, Keter, um, Chokma, Bina, and so on, all the way down to Malkuth, which is the three-dimensional world. So you have aspects of, it basically describes the flow of creation backwards and forwards. And you can manage and you can manage this magically. If you can understand that, you know where you can place every circumstance, every event, everything on the tree of life. And then your relation to it is something that you can then manage to your advantage. The Kabbalah is, is something like, you know, I'm, I'm over, way oversimplifying it. But what I am going to suggest is that what a lot of people don't get from the Kabbalah is that beyond Ketha, which is supposedly the crown, the top thing, this is the this is the, the dividing point between us and the spiritual world, there are other worlds. And beyond those, there is a world that cannot be accessed. When it says it can't be accessed, what we're talking about then is what Uspensky here is describing as the all. You you see, everything below it, even in Kabbalistic terms, even in the terms of magic and people who are on spiritual paths, and especially these people who want to raise their vibration, uh, everything. While you're doing all of that, you're going through transitions. You've not reached the all. You may have left the world of the third dimension, but you are not necessarily anywhere near the all. Let me tell you something about raising your vibration. I may have mentioned this before. I've certainly gone on about the Ascensionistas and the vibration raise, raises before. If you're in any state of vibration, you have made zero contact with the great divine. Zero. None. Why is that? If you're vibrating, there is a peak and a trough of your vibration. In other words, you are in a duality. Yes. If you are vibrating, you are moving. If you are moving, you are in a duality. You are nowhere near. So all of these, raise your vibration, raise your vibration. Why? Why not go straight to the hole? 
Why not stop your vibration altogether and understand your existence as the whole? Raise your vibration. Yeah. yeah, go for it, kids. But, you know, don't, do not kid yourself and don't get smug with other people and look down your nose at them because they're not raising their vibration as high as you. You're still nowhere. You're still vibrating. You're still nothing. Stop it. Was that contemptuous enough, do you think? Hey, I think, you know, you, you've saved your rant till, till the end this time. You know, the, many a rant has, has become right beginning, but no, I, I thought we might have been rantless this this podcast, but no, no, we we <laughs> squeaked one in. <laughs> no, but but because Ospensky is dead right, yeah, he is dead right about this. There may be many transitions, so by all means, try to access things outside of this three dimensions, because that by experiencing things beyond the world of the three dimension, the world of the material, the phenomenal, etc., you will get this understanding. There's more. There's more than just this. But do not kid yourself that in one of these transitional places that, you, that you've achieved the whole. And my point is that a lot of these people, these ascensionistas and these vibration raisers that are around today, especially in the meme world of social media, they believe that they've got these answers and they're nowhere near. And what they could do with doing is picking up a book. Oh, I don't know, perhaps... Oh, I, I could probably recommend Tertium Organum by a guy named P.D. Uspensky. And they'll realise... Well, I, it's, it's a good one to start with, isn't it? You know? But that's that's my point, is that... And I think that's, you know, Uspensky is spot on with his, these extra two little axioms he's put in. Yeah, and that, and that very last thing about the transitions. Do you remember many chapters ago he talked about that you would you would get the knowledge you were allowed to get. It wasn't, that's not the words he used. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yes, and I do remember it. And and other, you know, things like Hinduism, they talk about spheres, which, you know, is describing these transitions. You go from one dimension. And we we say dimensions, you know, people say spheres and so on, you know, but whatever. But don't kid yourself that you're there. Yeah, and you think it's like... um like the transitions are like when you get a glimpse of something, oh, there's something more, and then you get a yeah. glimpse of something else. Like it's kind of like frog yeah, you do, you do to it. But you, you know, and in Enochian magic, you go through these twenty odd stages of Enochian magic before you reach the whole, and you have things that you have to learn. Um, in Enochian magic, sometimes they are terrifyingly horrible <laughs> things that you have to learn, but you know. Uh, it doesn't have to be that way <laughs> by the way you don't have to do it that way i'm just saying that that does you know this is just another system that exists to take people there enochian magic tends to be quick but frightening for all of that i mean think of it like just think of it like this you can there's a cliff leading down to a beautiful secluded beach there is a winding pathway that will take you to it and it'll take you an hour to get there and you'll be a bit tired when you get there, but it'll get you there safely and you'll see beautiful views on the way. Or you can throw yourself over the, the edge of the cliff on a bungee jump tied to a very insecure rock. You get there in two seconds flat, but you'll be terrified all the way down. Right. You know, right. so well, it's a bit yes. like that. There are different ways of going about all of this thing, all of these things. But here's my question. Go on then. If there is only one, one, if there is only one... Yeah. Everything. Yeah, if there's one, one all, yeah. One all, and we are therefore all. Have we not reached all? 
Well, <laughs> like when you talk about transitions. No, no, no. What, all we're doing is talking about transi- transitions in our perception of what we actually are. The transitions are fake. Okay. They're just as, right. they're just as illusory as everything else. There is no that's fourth what, dimension. There are no dimensions. There is just one thing. So what has Zelensky said about transitions? Well, he, he just he just said between our world and the all, there may be many transitions. So in other words, if you are on a path, a spiritual path, where you want to connect with, instead of calling it the all, let's call it the divine, and you, you, yes. want, to, you want to connect with the divine, you may find yourself going through many transitions before you realize that you are there. Because every step along the way where you're realizing that you've moved a step forward, you're still, you're still acknowledging that there was a step behind I know it's blowing my mind. It's <laughs> so no, but that's 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 a simple one for yeah. you to understand. You yeah. know that's what he means. And these transitions they don't exist. There's they're as fake as this world. Every transition you make, every every time you raise your vibration to such a refined level that it can't be experienced or even imagined in this world, you're still vibrating, which means you're still fake. It's illusion. When you get there, you'll know. Whatever experience you have, if there's motion, it ain't it ain't the top of the tree. It ain't the one, yeah. That's it. Okay, wow. Good, good fun, eh? Well, that was chapter 21, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm sure you had a wonderful time. Digesting that. <laughs> well, Pete, it's been another marathon journey, chapter 21. Thank you so much for discussing everything that's in this with me. I've really enjoyed it. It's another rip snorter. I will say, as Spensky has, has given us. I do like that. It is a, it's a rip snorter. It's absolutely true. And I like things, you know, honestly, those, those beatitudes, as I called them, um, you know, I think that they sum up so much in a very compressed space. They really are worth um, taking a look at. You know, the separateness yeah, of our world does not exist there. That phrase alone, I just love it. Yeah. You could take this page, stick it up on your wall and say, you know, this sort of is the summation of yeah. what Spensky's, you know, last 250-odd pages yeah. is all and about. And yet there's more because we have other chapters to come. So let, let, let's let's enjoy this one and then move on. Yep. Ready for next week. Thanks again and uh, I'll catch you next week. See you later, everyone. Bye. Hi, and thanks everyone for listening.